0: Welcome to the Retire Right podcast with Larry Heller. You deserve complete financial advice. There's no acceptable alternative if you want a plan to live well and on your terms. Complete financial advice equals complete peace of mind. Now, let's get into this week's podcast episode. Hello and welcome to episode number 15. Today we have a special guest with Larry Heller. We have Mike Kessler, who is a CPA, and they're going to be talking about this new tax bill as of December 15th. Now, we know that it's not entirely through, but you guys are going to talk a little bit about what we do know, what we don't know, and what you should do. So let's talk about the current status of this tax bill a little bit.
1: Yeah, thanks, Matt. This is Mike. So uh, right now we have the conference taking place as we speak. And sometime tonight we should see the uh, bill itself. And there are really two parts to it. One is um, how it helps businesses or how it changes the business tax. And, and the other is the personal side. So, and I think Larry's going to address some of the uh, issues with um, how it might affect retirement and so forth and some other uh, investments. First, the business side, our our corporate tax, and that's non-pastoral entities, which are C-corps, we call them, reducing the tax rate from 35% to, we think, 21%. we are not sure. And again, giving the incentives to the business owners to invest, uh, also giving the the business owners five years worth of investment write-offs, 100% of investments that they make, usually in fixed plant equipment and things like that. And past entities, which are most of our small businesses, which get, in general, we think a 20% deduction before the income is passed through to their personal rates. So for example, in an S-corp, if there's $100,000 in income, now there's a 20% deduction, and that brings the taxable income down to 80 before it goes through to the personal side. So that's really the business uh, aspect of it. Quick uh, quick summary. Again, we don't know yet on the on the bill itself, so well, Mike, we're, we're waiting.
0: If you don't mind if I ask, uh, I've heard some rumblings that the uh, four pass-through entities itemization is potentially on the chopping block. Is that fair?
1: I don't see that. I think they took that out, if I'm not mistaken, Matt. But we'll have to see it's possible there's something in there, because what this has to be is not revenue neutral, but what they call the the one point five trillion dollar market can not add to the deficit more than one point five trillion over the 10 years or eight years or whatever we're talking about here. So it's 10 years. So they may, in fact, put some sweeteners in there or change some things to to get it below that 1.5. So they can actually pass this with 50 votes.
0: Gotcha. Okay. So Larry, what sort of things are going to affect the uh, general public?
2: Well, from individuals, so one of the, the biggest concerns is limiting your property taxes and eliminating the state and local taxes. The, the last that I had seen was they were going to cap the combination of state, local, and property taxes at $10,000. So, you know, it, it's still not sure what the breakdown is going to be, especially for those of us that live in high tax states, such as New York and California and Connecticut. Are are people going to pay more or less? And which people are going to be paying more or less? The middle income, the upper middle income. uh, They did compromise a little bit that they lowering the top bracket, it looks that way from 39.6 to 37%. So that should help out. I mean, we've been getting calls from our clients saying, am I going to pay more? What should I do? And we still have to look at the bill and see what's going to, what's going to happen. But it's going to be an interesting 2018. And one of the things that individuals should know is that the withholdings are not going to be able to be adjusted, at least in January. So the withholdings for salaries are probably still going to be based upon 2017 rates and still have to be adjusted sometime after that. The payroll services are going to have to do it pretty quickly. So that that's some of the ones that's going through in the individuals. Mike, you want to talk about a few of the other ones?
1: Yeah, you know, Larry, that's a good point because here in New York, we have a situation where, uh, you know, it's a very high tax state. It's, uh, it's certainly... Uh, uh not hidden here i mean we're we're probably the uh you know 48th highest uh, or the third highest second highest tax state but um in in talking about the the elimination of the property tax for many of our middle class taxpayers the the doubling of the standard deduction when i say standard deduction it's that which everybody gets regardless of your property taxes your contributions your medical expenses regardless of all those things everybody gets a joint, co- a couple filing jointly will get 24,000 instead of 12,007 under current law. So there is some mitigation there. We do lose the, exe- uh, which I'm pretty sure is going to be in the bill. We are going to lose those personal exemptions, so those $4,050 uh, each. So that's going to be kind of a mitigating factor. And then the child tax credit, which is going from a thousand to two thousand and the refundable portion of that. That is if you have no tax due. You can still get, of that $2,000 per child, $1,400, we think. Uh, We're not 100% sure of that back. So that's kind of where we stand on the individual side. Uh, Again, we really don't know how it all fits together, but we'll find out hopefully over the weekend.
2: Let me add one other thing that looks like is going to happen here on some of the individual side. So it looks like the mortgage deduction right now, it's a million dollars is going to be so any new homes purchased after November when they first proposed this bill will be capped at a $750,000 mortgage. So not uh, you're also losing the state and local deductions or being capped at $10,000. Now anyone who's buying a new home it may not be able to deduct the full amount of their mortgage. So what is going to happen to property values in, in a lot of these high states? So some of our clients are like, is is their concern, especially New York City, Long Island, New Jersey, are their property values going to decrease in time because of the Loss of the mortgage deductions and the capping of the the property taxes. Not to date myself, but I think in '86 when they changed the rules, I think we did see a pullback in the real estate for a little while, and then obviously, obviously, it took off again. So, Mike, I don't know what your feelings are on on the you know property values going down, but um, I think we may see a little bit of a pullback here.
1: Yeah, it could actually. When I say you know, it could could affect it by increasing the inventory. So people might be apt to put their house or homes up for sale and that increases the number of houses available. And then buyers being a little skittish, may kind of go away. So your supply is going to exceed your demand and that In and of itself, will reduce uh, values, but uh, again, I agree with Larry. I think once it corrects itself, it'll it'll bounce.
2: Especially if you're you're retired and you and you're withdrawing money from your acquired minimum distribution, so it's kicking you up into a higher bracket now, and all of a sudden you no longer can withdraw your deduct your state and local taxes. You may say, "Hey, you know what? I'll look to go to a tax free state such as Florida, where I don't have to pay state and local taxes." Where maybe I was on the fence before, so now as the generation gets older, now like, like Michael said, now if a lot of these decide to jump ship, more inventory can come on. Younger people can't afford the homes because of the mortgage deduction, and we could have a you know a spiraling effect.
1: I hope not, but it's it, it, that could possibly happen. Yeah, and you know, Florida just passed New York, so New York is now number four in population. Florida is number three, so. I mean, everybody hears about Florida, but of course there is a re you know redistribution of population going on, and, and uh, also um, you know New York will lose representation. But I think you know hopefully legislatively and and at the state level will take a good hard look at, at the tax burden. And New York does you know have reportedly more services than say West Virginia, but you know we uh, and some other states, but but we certainly have the highest one of the highest taxes. So maybe that'll force actually taking a look at the, the entire situation and again as people leave uh, your tax base is going to shrink and be distributed amongst fewer so uh, fewer taxpayers so that's that's a concern
2: so michael so we've been getting some questions i'm sure you have too is what moves should clients make before the end of the, the end of this year
1: Yeah, as we always say, anyway, regardless of the tax law, you know, we talked about the property taxes before, like property, state, and local. If you can prepay those property taxes in 2018, you know, I'm sorry, 17, you know, many pay their taxes early in January, end of January. Consider moving that up because that'll free up some of that $10,000 cap in 2018. So instead of paying... $10,000 Ten thousand dollars in property taxes and getting nothing else to deduct in 2018. You could move five thousand of that in, and then free up that five thousand, five half of that cap in 2018 to deduct some state and local, so and even sales tax. So that's one move. The other one is potential medical. Hopefully, you don't have medical costs, but if you do, and you've exceeded already exceeded in 2017 as a 10% of adjusted gross income floor. So you need to incur and pay 10% of your adjusted gross income in medical costs before you can deduct dollar one. But if you're already over that limit in 2017, consider um, getting those uh, costs into 17 because, again, that'll free up in 2017. And we're hearing that the bill is going to provide only a 7.5% cap I'm sorry, floor for medical expenses in 2018. And that'll enable you to reach that floor that much more quickly with the other expenses that you have. So and things like charitable contributions, you should always give uh, as much as you can. You know, casualty losses is another one. God forbid you have a casualty loss, but many taxpayers and we advise taxpayers usually to wait until they're pretty sure what their situation is, because if they say, On the tax return, we're uh, saying that we're going to deduct casualty losses in a year, but then things change in subsequent years, like an additional insurance payment reimbursement you didn't anticipate. You need to claim that as income in later years. So if you're at all unsure, or if you can make a case to deduct the casualty losses in 2017, and there's talk, Larry, also, we didn't talk about this, but uh, some of those miscellaneous deductions, like, I don't know, unreimbursed employer business expenses and things like union dues, etc. might be on the chopping block. I I don't know. We have to take a look at the final bill. Right. And,
2: And also, you know, just you should always check with your tax accountant or feel free to call Michael before making any final decisions. Some of these may be different for each person, such as if you're in what's called the alternative minimum tax, you may not want to prepay your state and local property taxes. So, just a little caveat that just don't go ahead and do it. Check with your tax account. Call Michael. Call our office, and uh, we can uh, we can discuss it.
1: Absolutely. And you know, uh, with regards to even if you're not subject to AMT, let's say that the uh, the uh, state and local income taxes are deductible, but and you paid them. You're paying them. You know, let's say. In 2017, they are still deductible in full unless you're phased out in a higher tax bracket for standard, you know, Schedule A or our itemized deductions. You can actually incur income in subsequent years. Again, we don't know what the bill is, but if you get a refund for, for taxes that you claimed in 2017 and you get the refund in 2018 because you overpaid, it's possible that you're going to um, still have to claim that as income. Even though the taxes that you pay in that year are not deductible, it's kind of a strange computation, probably that is going to be required. Again, we haven't seen the bill, so that's uh, that's a good point on AMT, Larry. That's a tax preference, the uh, state and local taxes. So yeah, just be careful there.
2: So let's talk about some of the changes that is you know, going to happen in two thousand, you know, two thousand eighteen. I'll bring one one up, which is you know, which is basically a financial planning aspect. There, obviously, it's a tax planning aspect. But it appears that the estate tax, the last I read, is it's not going away, but it looks like it's going to double from 5.6, I think it is right now, to $11 million. So that's obviously going to reduce significantly how many people get thrown into the state tax area. So. It's gonna be it's gonna be hard. Is that gonna stay like that or is the next administration gonna then focus in on that? So how do you plan for the estate taxes? And also how do you plan for state estate taxes? So that's gonna be a big change and to figuring out, you know, some of the strategies that you may have done. Do you need to continue to do them? Such as gifting. So or should you do more gifting? So uh, everybody that is, you know, close to those estate tax limits should be looking at this and looking at opportunities and discussing that with your financial advisor in 2018.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, Larry, you raised a great point, which you know, are they going to go away in the next administration? They've made the estate tax is is not going away. It's staying, but the exemption doubling from 5.5 to 5.6, I'm sorry, 5.5 to 11 million. That's going to expire, you know, some say 2024, some say 2025, some say 2026. And that's on the personal side. And then the individual tax cuts that we're talking about here, not on the business side, but on the individual side, are going to expire in either 2025 or 2026, depending upon again, what they have to settle in the final conference. So the business cuts are what we call permanent. They would have to obviously be uh, amended again later, but these actual individual and the estate tax expire. So it looks like they're going to make them expire in an election year and 2026 would be a midterm election. So that kind of was what I think is going to happen. But let's see.
2: And one of the other things is, you know, from a planning aspect, from my, you know, from my side, it looks like the FIFO mandate, which I'm not really going to go get into, it looks like that's off the table. That would have changed from a investment standpoint a lot of things where they would be for, you'd be forced to sell your stocks in a first-in, first-out method. So hopefully, from what I read, that's off the table and it stays off the table. But one of the other things from a planning standpoint is is if you are now going to be in a lower tax bracket, especially if you're you know you're younger and not making as much money and and you've been saving through your four oh one K plan, is you now need to take another look at that and see does it make sense to do a deductible four oh one K plan or should you do a Roth four oh one K plan because now they're going to be in a lower bracket and later on you may be in a higher bracket. So that's a, one of the other planning aspects that obviously we focus in on now, but should be focused in on as soon as we know what the final brackets are going to be in 2018 and beyond.
1: Yeah, and Larry, you and I have talked tremendously about a lot about 401k and you know, in, in cases where even higher income taxpayers are deferring these dollars uh, to retirement, you know, two things come into play there. Taxes, which we don't think are going to go down, although there's some cuts here, but they expire again in 2025 or six. So taxes are, are going up and inflation. But on the 401k side and tax deferred, if your employer matches you definitely want to take advantage of that because that can mitigate some of the exposure for tax liability and inflation. So you're actually, uh, your employer is covering part of that burden down the road. But for younger taxpayers, Larry's absolutely right. That Roth, uh, and notice they didn't touch that. At least I don't think they did. And that's been enforced for since the 90s, the Roth IRA or the Roth uh, option, the 401k. So it's a great vehicle. Lower tax bracket taxpayers uh, definitely take advantage of that and you're, it's after-tax dollars, and your gains also prove uh, tax-free. So that's a, that's a great vehicle.
2: I think we covered a lot, Mike. Is there anything else that you think we need to address? Of course, we'll know more once we actually see the final bill. But yeah. uh,
1: <laughs> I think we've um, uh, looked into our crystal ball enough, Larry. As a matter of fact, the uh, refundable, as we were speaking here on the child tax credit, just went up. Uh, we managed to before we went on on the show. We managed to get that little uh, increase of the refundable amount of the child tax credit from $1,000 to 1400 So who knows where it's going to end up. But anyway, yes, I, I think we've covered uh, about as much as we can at this point.
0: And with that, Mike, thank you very much.
1: Thank you very much.
0: And uh, Matt, I appreciate it. You're very welcome, Larry. Thank you very much, too. Thank you, Matt. And this was episode number 15, the new tax bill as of 1215 of 17. And uh, make sure you stay tuned for more good information from Larry and any other guests that he's going to have on here in the near future, especially in 2018. And if you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, make sure that you click the subscribe now button below. That way, anytime Larry comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device and it makes it easier to share with your friends and family. For Larry and Mike, this is Matt and Thank you very much and have a great day.